Hey everybody, how's it going? It's David Lynch, and now I'm going to tell you the things that you need to know. Oh, it's bad, but it's good. Bad. There we sat, me and the boy and the bucket. I collect shitty movies. Anyway, Rambo 5, uh, 4, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Uh, back to you. It's your typical evil, crazy child movie. It's Kyle McLaughlin, and he's very happy about pie. Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that dares you to challenge us to a game of sweaty, shirtless, oiled up beach volleyball, because trust us, you'll lose. I'm Eugene Weaver. (laughs) I'm Eric Marner. (laughs) Let's start this show out right, shall we? (laughs) Feeling the need for speed, and yeah, baby. (laughs) Kick the tires and let the fires. Yeah. (laughs) Weird, awkward, dude handshake, high-five things, and F-14s, and that's our show, folks. (laughs) Uh, How's it going tonight, sir? Uh, It's going good. After some kid issues earlier in the evening, um, which I won't delve too much into because no one listening to a movie podcast wants to hear me blab about my kid too much, Mm. but uh, just, yeah. never stopped us before. Yeah, I know. Yeah, just... uh, yeah, and when when a child gets overly tired, like my kids, they get really squirmy, and like we all watch TV together, and so I've got two kids, you know, a kid on either side of me that is just kicking and squirming, and oh, yep, mine, mine too, mine too. And I'm like, you're overtired. I'm like, I want you should be in bed right now, but no, we have to finish this s- stupid show and finish your milk and blah blah blah, and then it's a <laughs> the get him upstairs, yeah, brush their teeth, and then read him a story, and then it's just a, it's such it's such a process. And it wears me out more than an actual, like, a, a jog outside. I'm actually t- more tired dealing with putting the kids to bed than I am exercise. Oh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I went through the exact same process about uh, 20 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they come out because, just because. Uh-huh. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> this Movies. is all normal. Yeah. That's right. Movies. Movies, yeah. So you. Oh, my day? Um. Well, I... I... I have a weird life, sir. I have a weird life. There's no other way to put it. At one point today, I was driving down the road, and okay. I turned on a road I didn't actually want to go onto because I had a cop behind me, and I didn't want to fi- him to find out that I wasn't wearing pants. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. How would you like Did to you... know the story behind that? I mean, I, immediately <laughs> the first thing I think of is, oh, Lord, he shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would actually probably be a better story no i left i left today was on the road and uh nine o'clock i got an email on my phone about another side job we do for this other company thing that we can charge them extra when they want to have emergency stuff done so i was like oh I'll, I'll they wanted to how deep do i get into my job uh they, they wanted me to do something so i Ran over there to do something, and it involved walking across a, about a thousand feet of a field. And okay. it, you know, the weather today, nice and, uh-huh. nice and rainy, been raining all night. It was about three foot tall grass weeds. So mm. walking a thousand feet across it, then walking back, then having to walk across it again to pick up my equipment. I, 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 from the waist down, completely drenched. My boots were completely full of water. I had to wring out my socks, and, I, and that was the start of my day. So, oh. so I took everything off, 
<laughs> and shoved it down in my truck to like have the blowers go on it to dry yeah. it off. And I had a sweatshirt over my lap and was driving. Oh, I'll be all right as long as I don't get pulled over. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's a secret ninja stady without the lights on and he's right behind me. Hmm. Oh, think, that would have been so... I think I'll just go down this road. Maybe let's see what's down there and put my wet pants oh. back on. <laughs> and you went down that road and there was all sorts of trolls and creatures and other dimensions and the gunslinger and the man in black. And now here we are, movie I freaks. Was like, I, 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 I was going over the scenarios of how I'm going to explain it. And I just yeah. know that he's going to pull me over and it's going to happen to be like in a school parking lot. So then I'm getting indecent exposure oh. and then I'm on a list. I was just... Oh, oh. <laughs> No, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. So anyway, that was the start of my day. Let's talk about some movies. Oh, my kid's up again. Yes. That's good. Yeah, good. of course. Well, I'm drinking I'm drinking Canadian Hunter, by the way. Again. Nice. Or wait, did I drink that last week? I think so. Okay. I am drinking Glenlivet. I'm starting off oh, with a Glenlivet, oh. and then I'm going to Cuddy Sark. Oh, oh, so you're downgrading. Oh, yeah. So by the end of the evening, it's it's back to Canadian Hunter then, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But I, I <laughs> yeah, I had a birthday and got a couple of, uh, well, one bottle from my beautiful wife and one from my lovely neighbor. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Wow, I feel very cheap tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah, as you sip your you delicious are. stuff. And volleyball I'm... and greased up and let's get, oh, on, yeah. to, let's get on to the roulette <laughs> where it's all sure to fall apart. As it does everything. Yes. Hold on, oh, just give me a... Ah. Yeah, you, uh... Let's see, I get to go first. There we go. Yum. That's the good stuff. Wow, Guess I haven't had a glass of that in a long time. Uh, the last time I had Cuddy was at my bachelor party. Wow, what about uh, Glenlivet? Uh, I had one of those... A month ago or so when at okay. that birthday party but wow. now i've got a whole bottle all to myself so yay you know you're gonna savor it or are you going to yeah i'm gonna save it okay okay let's get on to the roulette where we dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough and last week it was the place beyond the pines up against viral and it is my turn to go first so i will i'll try not to take too long because we have lots of other fun stuff planned for the evening the place oh, beyond yes, the do. pines a motorcycle stunt rider turns to robbing banks to provide for his lover and their newborn child, a decision that puts him on a collision course with an ambitious rookie cop navigating a department ruled by a corrupt detective. Starring Ryan Gosling, Eva Mendez, Ben Mendelsohn, Bradley Cooper, Rose Byrne, Bruce Greenwood, Ray Liotta, and Dane Dehan. I mean, that is a great cast right there. Fantastic cast. And I'm happy to report, this is a fantastic movie. I almost didn't include that synopsis because I don't like it. This is one of those movies that's like, um, I don't know if there's a word to properly describe it, like Forrest Gump, where it, it, it just follows the arc of a guy's life and then okay. some, and then carries on. And this one has a longer runtime and like two and a half hours or something like that. But it was well worth it because this is basically two movies in one. Uh, spoiler, maybe a little bit, but they're at about two-thirds of the way through, there is a time jump of 15 years. And much like Richard Linklater's Boyhood, this... Um, how do I explain it? Uh, it's, it's all about... It's really strongly about fathers and sons 
and relationships and the effects of the decisions that we make and their, the long lasting effects of just of the d- decisions that we make. And it could have gone really, really depressing, but I really liked the ending. So that's why it was easy to give this a thumbs up. It could have had a really dark downer kind of ending. And then I would mm-hmm. have been just kind of like, this was not worth the trip. But because of the, of the way they wisely decided to end it, I quite enjoyed this film. I think it's really good. I will definitely be buying this one on Blu-ray. I think oh, you should, nice. I think you wow. should definitely give it a watch. It, it was very well crafted. Uh, the score at some points was too loud or too, not too loud, but just like a little overbearing, but it actually kind of worked for the film in the long run. So I gave it a pass. I, I kind of enjoyed that. Was it a bit like Interstellar where it's like, huh? No, what? it wasn't a volume level. It was just intrusive. Like, oh, even okay. it, like it was a quiet part and then it's din, 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 you know, it's loud. Okay. But it what no, it didn't take over the dialogue or something like that. But I okay. definitely give this a thumbs up. You should definitely watch it. Excellent. Very, no, that's very a, powerful father son stuff that you would appreciate. Yeah, that's great. Uh, especially because that's such a long movie, and for a roulette, it, that sounds like a like a pretty much a gem for the roulettes. I would guess. Pretty much. It, it's hard to call it a gem though when you've got so much good talent going on here. You yeah, know? we should yeah. expect that, and they they were all excellent, excellent. Excellent. Good. Excellent. Sounds good. Viral. Excellent. Okay, viral. You know what? I'm happy to report that viral also gets a thumbs up. Um, as we talked about last week, the directors uh, also made Catfish and a couple of the Paranormal Activity movies. Um, and I chose it because of that and because Hour and 25 Minutes and the uh, the synopsis sounds really good, which is I'm on IMDb here, and it's very accurate. Following the outbreak of a virus that wipes out the majority of the human population, a young woman documents her family's new life in quarantine and tries to protect her infected sister. Um, and this is a pretty much a teenage-driven horror... I don't want to say horror light, but kind of horror light. And that immediately, I'm like, eh. But um, great performances from the teenage actors, uh, immediately elevate this outside of your typical schlock. Uh, and very good directing. This is not groundbreaking cinema, but uh, the um, the storyline was really good. And it was, it's a cross, but there's a bit of zombie type stuff going on, but uh, it's more of a, of a viral outbreak type viral, of course. <laughs> kind of like Contagion, Contagion or some of the other uh, movies like that. Uh, but I really liked the movie. It moves really quick. There is a couple moments where I'm like, oh, that's a stupid decision. But I'm like, well, if you wouldn't be doing that, then we would not have this movie. We wouldn't have an hour and 25 minute long runtime. This would be a 45 minute long runtime. Yeah. So there was a couple moments where I'm like, you're being a stupid teenager. But I guess that's what teenagers, they, you know, they make stupid decisions sometimes. So hence horror movies, the movie. <laughs> Yes, horror movies. But uh, it gets a bit far-fetched in the end, which is fine with me. I'm like, you know what? I'm enjoying this. Um, and for the low budget, I'm like, this, it, it, every dollar, every dollar was on screen. The whole way through, I was like, especially with the acting, I'm like, this this feels pretty much like a theatrical quality movie here. This is not a throwaway Netflix movie. This is like something that on an off month at the... at the box office, this could have gotten a, a release, I think. Um, 
So why it didn't, I'm not sure, but because uh, I, di- I did read that this was originally planned for a theatrical release, but maybe zombie type movies are starting to wane with. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, Walking Dead is still super popular, so I don't know if that's accurate, or I don't know why. I also watched mm. Viral. So, mm. Mm. Uh, well, I will agree then. with about half of what you say. I, I, the acting was very good, and it moved along. I am getting, maybe I'm just getting jaded and an old man get off my lawn, but at this point in my life with horror movies, I am sick to death of the first Forty minutes being, let's set up the teenagers and their family. See, they're normal, and then something just throw them into the blender, man. Like, let's get it going. <laughs> um, it's not that it was slow. It just we have seen this kind of setup a million times. We get it. They're normal kids. We could have we could have literally started this movie at the forty minute mark and not missed anything. Could have just dove right in, and uh, I think it would have just as much impact. I, I don't want to knock it too much, but that's, it felt like, do I call it padding? It's just something we've seen so many times before. It's like, just go get, just do it. You know? Yeah. And, and uh, this movie would have completely lost me if it wouldn't have been for a lousy acting, but the, the acting was, especially the lead girl, uh, Sophia Black Delia, I believe is uh, her, how you pronounce her name, but she was really good. She's the, 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 main girl of the movie and then her her sister was good too but i was impressed with even uh, machine gun kelly yeah he was fine uh, the neighbor yeah, was fine so did they ever I, explain why the neighbor w- was refusing to talk to them and open the door and stuff i don't believe so but eh, whatever i liked the premise and everything <laughs> for, though it just it felt like yeah there was padding in the first half like just just go with it just hurry up you know <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Uh, but for a roulette, oh yeah, that gets a thumbs up. I still up. would have given it that a was, passing thumbs was... up. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Okay. So two two thumbs ups. I like that. I think I think we are on track for a good uh, showing next week as well. And let's move on to I, the I next so week's options yeah. for you. We've got because I know you love it so much. Beauty and the Beast from 2014. This is the French version, live action. This lush take on the classic fairy tale follows a merchant's brave and it's Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Christoph Gans? What else has he made? We know him from other stuff. What? He directed yeah. it? He directed that. He directed Frontiers and uh, Hitman? Yeah. Okay, there you go. No, wait, wait. Christoph Gans? Or... Wait yeah, Christoph Gans directed hmm. Beauty and the Beast 2014. Unless that was Xavier Gans. That might be Xavier Gans. Um, Xavier Gans did Frontiers. I'm pretty okay. sure. Um so this is from 2000, what year? 2014? Oh, Vincent Cassell is in yes. this. Wow. Hmm. I don't know. I just um, know how much you love Beauty and the Beast. No, brother, Brotherhood of the Wolf and Silent That's Hill. what it was. Here we go. Okay. Nice. I knew we knew him, but there's a couple of Gans yeah. that we get confused. I know. Yeah. Next up, Detour. This was just added today. Uh, convinced his stepfather caused the crash that left his mother in a coma, a law student drunkenly agrees to his murderer, then can't rescind the deal. And I watched the trailer, and it passed my trailer test. I actually liked the trailer better than the other one I had on there, so I replaced it. And lastly, Tag. A woman is cast adrift into an increasingly bizarre set of alternate realities in which each scenario ends in bloody carnage. Now, that's what kept me back in. This is a Japanese movie. I shared the trailer with you, which is actually the first couple minutes of the movie. 
And that's what uh, why I kept it on. Each scenario ends in bloody carnage. So if we get a handful of those scenarios from that trailer, this will be a win. But it's Japanese, so that might be the only good part of the movie. You never know. Yeah, boy. Okay. All right. So uh, here's your uh, roulette picks for the evening. Dig Two Graves from 2014. A uh, girl's obsession with her brother's disappearance leads her on a nightmarish journey through a small town's, goth- small town's gothic landscape where she is faced with a deadly proposition. How far will she go to save the people that she loves? Next up is a movie called, I want to say, Ares. Uh, Ares? Uh, I guess. Yeah, it's a French movie. It's a science fiction movie. In the near future, the world order has changed. With its 10 millions of unemployed citizens, France has now become a poor country. Its people, uh, wavers, uh, hold on here. Uh, people waver between rebellion and res- uh, resignation and find an outlet in the shape of a TV broadcast, uh, ultra brutal fights, blah, 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 blah. There you go. And last but not least is, uh, actually, this is not on Netflix yet. This is, uh, coming out. Uh, tomorrow, I believe. And this is, um, the new one from Brad Pitt. And I think that he is the star. Yes. And, okay. Um, War Machine. So, is this something? I, I don't know. It's not out yet. But, <laughs> well, there is a trailer. It's and Brad. It looks pretty good. So, yeah. And I would guess with that kind of star power behind it, it might be good. It's two hours, a bit long. Um, uh, war story about um, U.S. generals roller coaster rise and fall uh, as part reality, part savage parody. Um, there you go. The synopsis on IMDb is too long. It's just uh, Brad Pitt stars in it, so <laughs> there you go. That's that's and it's a new one from him, so that's why it got thrown. Yeah, no way. problem. I put the trailer up on the Facebook page. It's all good. Um, boy, that's, man, that's tough. I watched the trailer for Ares and Dig Two Graves. Dig Two Graves look a little artsy. Ares, what was the name of that, uh, fighting movie? The prison fighting movie, and we really liked the third one. Um. Prison fighting movie. Oh, first uh, one was Undisputed? Yes, it looked like yes. Undisputed, but set in future times, except all the future sci-fi stuff was total backdrop to cage fighting. That's what it looked like. Mm. So I was kind of hesitant on that. And War Machine, how long did you say it is? Two hours? Two hours. I kind of feel like that's the easy pick. Maybe I should... Uh, I'll take Ares. Why not? Okay, I was going to say, the French movie is only an hour and 20 minutes, so if you erase the last five minutes, which is probably end credits, you're an hour and 15 minutes All long. right, I'll take... But that, but it's that, that's subtitled, too, so I have to pay strict attention. Yeah. So, Yeah. <laughs> Okay, over to you. Boy, I'll tell you what. For mine, you, uh, boy, you got me on this one. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, I'm gonna watch that with my wife eventually. Um, Detour, did you do any research on the director of Detour? I didn't, but I went and watched the trailer, and the trailer looked good. Uh, that, uh, um, Detour, sorry, uh, Netflix is not cooperating with me tonight. Uh, Detour, directed by Christopher Smith, and Christopher Smith also did Severance, and Triangle, and Creep. Oh my god, is that right up your alley? 
Oh, I mean, I, that, like, he hasn't done anything that I haven't, like, even Black Death, which was, it was, that was literally too depressing for me, was still a really well-made movie. Oh, Eddie Redmayne was in that? Ugh. Um, <laughs> anyway, Black, yeah, Black. Um, so that immediately, the other movie that you had I is already on my Netflix queue. Um, I'm not sure what it is. Tag? I took it off. No, no, no. The other one that you took off oh, in exchange uh, for Mind Horror. Yeah, I watched the trailer for yes. that today, too. That is a straight-up comedy. I want to see that. Yeah, I want to see yeah. that one. And then you showed me the the uh, two minutes of Tag, and I'm like, oh, Lord. Well, I saw the director. I looked up that director, and he did uh, He did Suicide I, Is that what it's called? That was the first movie to pop in my head when I watched that trailer. Oh. It's from that director. Oh, I'm watching that this week. Yeah. Regardless. And he also did why don't he did why don't you play in hell from 2013, which was fantastic. I haven't even heard of that one. Oh, it's so good. It's on Amazon Prime streaming. So good. But um, I, as much as I want to pick Detour because it's that director and uh, that two minutes that you showed me, wow! I'm actually gonna pick Tag. I'm actually gonna pick a Japanese movie this time. Cool. Uh, I'm probably gonna watch that this week as well. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. there you go. I'm doubling up on the roulettes left and right. Yeah, seriously, like all three of the ones that you threw my way, uh, it, very soon I'll be I'll have watched all three of those. By next show, I'm not sure, but I will definitely watch all See, three. Netflix of those. Netflix comes around; they have their low times, and but like the much like they the do, theater, one. but then yeah. they start adding this. I don't even know where any of uh, where most of these movies came from. They just popped up on that instant watcher website, yeah. and I was like, I, "Sounds cool." And then I watched the trailer, and I'm like, eh, "You're in." <laughs> Looks yeah. good. Yeah. I uh, I will be surprised if I don't... And I guess I, I'm just going off of his last movie, uh, Why Don't You Play in Hell, but I can't imagine that I'm not going to like that tag movie. And it's only an hour and 25 minutes, so just be gory and I'll like it. Be, be that two minutes. Um, I literally could watch that over and over and that would be my roulette and I would give it a huge thumbs up. It sounds like that's what it's going to be. She's going to wander into another scenario, and then a whole bunch more people die. If that's the case, I'm in. And and, and sign me up. Considering how that Suicide Club went, good God! Oh man, one of the goriest. Was it the opening scene with the subway? Oh, one of the goriest things I've ever seen. That guy's done a lot of movies, by the way, and a lot of movies that we have not seen. Yeah, we need to get on that Uh, because, damn. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. We're stand. We got to stay on target tonight. Mm-hmm. And for our next segment, we are tonight. Uh, Stephen asked us a question on the Facebook page. Uh, you can go find us over there for our written reviews, movie freaks pod. What? How did he word it? He worded it in such a way that it made it really difficult. But it was. What are some movies that are bad, but the ending actually makes them good? Is that how he said it? I think. Pretty much, yeah. Or movies that you didn't much care for that that turned around because of a really great ending. Yeah. I, and that made it really difficult because uh, a lot, several of the movies that I picked, it was sort of like, well, they'd just be bland or blah, but that ending really makes it shine. That's kind yeah. of how I came out on most of these picks. Uh, anyway, I came up with ten. I think you did as well? I did, okay. yes. I don't have these in any order. Did you put them in any order? I don't, I don't either. Nope. Nope. Good. We're just going to go back and forth and down the line, and I'm sure that we're going to cross over on a couple, because I had a chat with my neighbor about this topic, because he said, what are you What are you guys going to talk about tonight? <laughs> and then he, I told him this uh, part of it, and he was like, wow, that's difficult. <laughs> yep. 
It is, because there's so many great movies that are ruined by not good endings. But what about bad movies that are redeemed by somewhat good or awesome endings? Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk about some here. Uh, first up, I'm going to throw out The Omen Part 3. I think that most of that movie is fairly generic and throwaway and not that great, but then the ending is like, oh, that now this is worth the trip. You know what I mean? Like, Interesting. Yeah, huh. This is with Sam Neill. Yeah, and the fox hunt and... Yeah, and the the blowing the brains out in the office or the the yeah. It, remember that? That's like the highlight of the movie for me. I remember that. I'm like, woof. Well, that and the ending, which and the ending. I I vaguely I haven't seen that that movie in years. It's been quite a while, but I remember watching that movie and thinking the exact same thing. That that kind of fits the bill. So that that's my first pick. Omen three. Okay. Uh, the this is funny because I actually had to do some research on my list, but uh, the first movie was actually one that I did not, that immediately popped into my head. So if this would be on a list, this would probably be my number one because it's immediately, I'm like, oh, I remember this one. And it's a, it was a Netflix possibly roulette. Uh, it's called Asmodexia from 2014. I know we talked about it on our show, uh, but I'm not sure if it was a roulette or not. But Can you it, remind me what that movie was about? Uh, it's about a priest or... Um, and his granddaughter, or and they were this, possessed, and then at the end it was a whole cult thing. Yes, and the end was oh, like, I watched holy that. Holy yeah. shit! That ending was so good, and I the tol- whole I th- totally accept that movie in this category. Yeah, because <laughs> because the whole movie was like it's okayish, barely like it feels kind of just a quick Netflix movie, and then that ending. I actually I remember I watched the ending twice because I liked the ending that much. It was that that creepy and unnerving and really good. So that's probably of all of mine. That's the, that's the one that I did not have to like do some research or go through my movies, my Blu-rays or whatever, because I collect shitty movies. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a good pick. That, that, yeah, I forgot about that one, but and I remember, right. yeah, you, I remember you watched it too. And you were like, yeah, that ending, that was solid. That's it redeemed it. Yeah. Back to okay. you. Okay. Uh, next up for me, this one, I, I really hesitated putting this one on, but I wanted to round it out 10. Terminator 3. And I know a lot of people on the internet love to shit on this movie, and everybody says it's so horrible and terrible and blah, 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 blah. And yes, it's, it, it doesn't, it, it pales in comparison to its predecessor. And without its ending, it might just be a, a shitty kind of sequel. But I feel like that ending, there was a lot of, it took a lot of balls to make that ending, to really follow through with, Judgment Day and and yada yada. So missiles flying across the earth. Yeah, really destroying the world. It was like you know what? I'll forgive the stupid sunglasses scene because of that ending. Yeah. So Terminator Three makes the list for me. Yeah. I must say though, also, pretty much every movie here we're going to spoil. By the way, <laughs> uh, well, we're talking we kinda, about endings. We, yeah. <laughs> so just so you know, we're spoiling some endings here. Okay. Uh, next up for me. And I liked this movie enough. I've only watched it once in the theater with you, uh, but that ending was so nuts that I I thought of this one, and that is Skyline. Oh, the, okay, yeah, the alien Boy, invasion thing. You nailed it. That totally deserves this list. Well, yeah, wow. it was like it was a generic sci-fi movie, fairly low budget, but it was it was okay. And then the ending was like, 
Wow. Okay, so one of the leads is now a... There's a sequel coming, by the way. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it looks good. I can't wait to see... I watched that movie again to see if, if it got any better. No, most of the movie is shit, and then the ending it rules. <laughs> the ending is so crazy and out there and like an original, very original, for because the rest of it is not. But then that ending is wow. I believe so. that was from the guys that made AVP Requiem. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I actually, I, I contemplated putting AVP Requiem, but I'm like, no, I actually liked the whole movie. There's yeah. no reason. There's, yeah, me, I, yeah, me too. I don't, I don't even know what happened at the end. Don't care. The whole movie yeah, the, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it is a glorious shit pile. Yes, uh, it is. <laughs> okay. Now, now take a breath. Don't have a heart attack when I name this next one. Uh, Sleepaway Camp. Mm. I'm putting that on the list because... Without that ending, that would be just a kind of generic, bad slasher camp movie. But with that ending, holy shit. No, I won't argue at all. I that's I totally get that. I, I actually thought about that movie, but I, I love everything about that movie. Uh, but it's it's a it's a pretty bad slasher movie. It's funny and fun, but the ending is so Bleak and dark and mean spirited and disgusting and it's perfect. <laughs> Agreed, but imagine that movie without that ending. Yeah, it would be a forgettable slasher movie. Yeah, it would be. Well, I don't know if it'd be forgettable because it has so much bizarro weirdness in it. But yeah, uh, that that ending is where it was like, holy shit. Yeah. Back to you. Okay. Next up for me is Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two. Which is, uh, the first half of the movie is all flashbacks, and then the second part of the movie is over-the-top hammy acting from Billy's brother, Ricky. Uh, it, it is a complete shell of what the first one was, but they follow through on the ending, and Mother Superior gets her head completely lobbed off. And roll credits. I'm like, yes! I haven't seen that movie. Uh, oh, it's it's bad, but it's it's... Good, bad, and if you can get if you can get past, again, so much of the movie is flashbacks from part one, uh, and then when you get to Brother Ricky stuff, it's like this is is this a comedy maybe, and then it gets to actual let's get to murder time of Mother Superior. It it's it follows through and it, it makes the list. Cool. Uh, okay, next up for me is, again, try not to pass out, uh, Vanilla Sky. While oh, I really wow. like this movie, and I defend it often, I will be fair and honest. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> without that ending, I, I was that's something I kept coming back to while trying to put together this list. If I just take that ending away, and just make it a regular movie, just without that ending, what would I think of it? I wouldn't like this movie. It would almost be a just kind of a dark romantic comedy-ish, or a dark romance mm. movie or something, you know? But that ending, uh, sci-fi guy here, that ending, holy shit. Uh, that takes it to a whole nother level and makes me want to go back and revisit it. I didn't really love the movie the first time I watched it. It was on repeat viewing where it was like, okay, I kind of get it and I know it's coming and I have a huge payoff, therefore I like it. It's not to say the rest of the movie is shitty, it just, if it didn't have that ending, it would be. Yeah, I, you know, and on second viewing, uh, and we've, we've talked about this movie a lot on this show, but uh, my second viewing of that movie, I, I would agree there, that, uh, 
That ending you know, rules, and that made the movie really good. That's so. free. Okay. Uh, this is uh, one, I'm not sure if you ever, I'm guessing you haven't seen this one. The uh, the Curse Part 2, The Bite. <laughs> no, I have not. Uh, and this is one that I've watched several times, and it's not a good movie. But the ending is really gory and weird and, like, like practical effects gory, and I really appreciated that. It's, uh, it's snake bite. Uh, I'm like snake bite, and the guy starts to turn into a snake creature thing, or actually, his arms turn into snake creature things, and it's kind of meh the whole way through. And then the end, it gets really gory, and by the rolling of the credits, I'm like, you know what? That's one I'll watch again in a couple of years, even though it's kind of a piece of shit, but the ending's cool. So that one there is the practical effects literally make the movie. You and have not dissuaded me from this movie at all. That sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah, snake arms. I just remember it's like a lot of rain and and mud and snake arms and gore, and I'm like, yep, I'm sold. And the cursed part <laughs> three, he joins a volleyball club and starts waving oh. his snake arms around. <laughs> Greased up and aviators and whitey tidies. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one because the exact same rules apply for uh, this one as it does Vanilla Sky, and that is The Wicker Man. If you lopped off that ending and gave it just a kind of boring, regular horror movie kind of ending, would that movie be a cult classic and amazing? Probably yeah. not. It would just be a wow, detective movie. Wow, that's a great pick. That would just be a detective movie with a little bit of slashery and some uh, witchcrafty weirdness here, but it's not like tons of people are dying and there's lots of gore. It's that crazy ending that is the payoff for the whole game. Yeah. Great pick. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. Next for... Oh, here we go. Next up for me is from director Bruno Matai and Claudio Fragra- uh, Fragasso. And Claudio Fragrasso directed Troll Part 2. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, Rats, Night of Terror from 1984. Uh, this is about... Uh, this is about... Good Lord. It's too early for this. Oh, uh, no. This it's going it's, it's to get bad. It's already bad. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, this is about a group of Italians that uh, in the future <laughs> are trapped in a building and there's rats in the... <laughs> I just imagined a <laughs> scroll at the beginning, and it said, a bunch of Italians trapped in a building. <laughs> but there's rats in the building, you see, and things happen, and it's just ugh, boring and whatever. And then the the last minute of the movie happens, and I'm like, that is so great. I will watch this movie for the rest of my life because it's so crazy and <laughs> great um, with just the payoff and what the little zinger at the very end with... The rats and what it actually means. It's really, it's, it's way better than this movie has any right to be because this movie is shitty. Yeah. But it's, it's very cool. Uh, okay. I got a shitty movie next and you didn't really care for it and I gave it like a passing thumbs up. I think it was on the roulette. April Fool's Day. Oh. Uh, this is, uh, 80s slasher and I just, I kind of felt like including it on this list because with that weirdo ending, I thought that it is at least worth checking out, because at least it's different. At least it's not run-of-the-mill, cliche, whatever you want to call it. But I thought, it, I, I didn't hate myself watching it once. I thought it had a, the interesting ending made the rest of the movie 
watchable and okay. Like, I kind of was like, all right, I'm good. You know, I thought it was going to be boring, cliche stuff. But with that ending, I was like, oh, I'm in. That's okay. Hmm. Back to you. Okay. Um, uh, you're going to like this one. Um, I, I tried to not say much when you said Wicker Tree or a Wicker Man. But Wicker Tree, I actually put on this list. Um, because Wicker, for some reason, Wicker Man is just like, it's classic, but I see what you're saying. I think the same for Wicker Tree. I, the, the country bumpkin Texas couple. I totally I, agree. I hated that, but by the end, the payoff, I'm like, oh, this movie is so good. Um, uh, but without that ending, which, you know what? It, it's the same with Wicker Man. Uh, Wicker Tree has an ending that I'm like, yep, this is perfect. I love that ending and it made, Everything that I just sat through, totally good and and worth it. So, Wicker Man, Wicker Tree, they both get uh, on this list. Yeah, they follow the same kind of pattern, so it suits them to both be on the list. Yeah. Okay, my last four are I think each each one of them you you might you might twitch an eye at. So just be prepared. <laughs> I didn't put okay. these in any order, but at the same time, we're building up to the ones that I think. M- have the most merit to be on the list. I didn't do that on purpose. It just was the way that I came across them. Hot tension. Ooh. Ooh, dude. Really? Uh, I'm not sure about that. Wait, wait, (laughs) hear me out. As we've talked about several times on this segment already, take off the ending and the twist ending. If you take that, it's not that that, again, where the wording of his question gets a little weird. It's not that, movie it would be bad it would just be kind of a slashery home invasion kidnap whatever movie but with that ending with the twist with the third act with the reveal that elevated it to another level where now the rest of the movie you you go back and and watch it with completely different eyes yeah you do yep so i I I threw down there yeah, if 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 they would have played that movie straight with no weird twist ending, I because I'm a slasher guy, I think I would have loved that movie as well. But I do agree. I mean that that twist ending was great, and I think it really worked for the movie. Uh, I liked that movie from start to finish, though. But I see what I, you're saying. No, I I totally agree, and I I think I would still like it as well. But I think it would have been a lot less interesting than the way that it actually ended up. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would have been more of a just a really gory French slasher movie. Yeah. So okay. Speaking of slasher movies, my next movie is 1982's *The Dorm That Dripped Blood*, and uh, this is generic slasher, bad acting, low budget, blah blah blah, whatever. And I'm going to spoil this movie, but uh, the end are. Our fearless female hero of the movie, which there usually is one in these types of movies, she uh, makes the wrong decision and she gets burned in this furnace. And then roll credits. I'm like, what? What? Like, wow. I mean, literally smoke coming from a... Oh, she just got burned alive. Killer wins the end. Done. I'm like, all right. (laughs) That that works. Even though the movie is kind of shitty... That was a out there ending that I really appreciated, and it took me back. It took me back, like I'm like, wow, I that was that was ballsy. So, but take that out. I would have this movie. I would probably never watch again, and and because of that great ending, I'll my nihilistic self will watch that again and again. <laughs> awesome. 
Okay. Oh, final three. Here we go. Hear me out. Because we've talked about this movie before, but hear me out. All right. <clears throat> Angel Heart. It's not, Oof. it's not that most of the movie is bad or anything, but imagine if the ending was just played straight. It's a detective movie. He's looking for a guy. And in the end, he would just find the guy and the movie would be over. I, but that's not what happens in Angel no. Heart. So because of that, it, <laughs> like the, ending of that movie just <laughs> really jumps that movie up for me. Big time. All of a sudden you thought you were in a detective movie that was just kind of creepy and then it turns out, oh no, you're in a real deal supernatural horror like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> As the elevator goes down yeah. and oh, it's, yeah. oh, that elevator induces like bleak. I struggle with the wording of the question. Not that the rest of the movie was shitty so much as that ending just really knocked it up a notch. Okay. Okay, next up for me is Combat Shock. And have you ever watched Combat Shock? I haven't because you've always ragged on it, so I just haven't. I did? Oh, wow. Um, 1984, uh, Troma distributed it. They did not produce it, but they distributed it. Um, it's... Watching this movie, it's depressing, but very low budgety, not great acting. Uh, like it's it basically this this Vietnam vet who has issues, and he's got a wife and a mutant child, can't get a job, and it's depressing and blah 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 blah. And then the end happens, and it's so like it's so hardcore. You're like, wow, you went from a kind of a cheap-looking trauma movie to a, like, really something that I won't forget. Um, and it's not just, like, I'm not going to spoil this one. It's not just the final act, but that final ten minutes and everything that happens in that final ten minutes is really, really harsh and not it, it totally different from what comes before. Even though the whole movie is depressing, that final ten minutes is, like, should have been in, the, in an even better movie, I guess. I but, can't uh, believe that you're like giving this such a big thumbs up. I seem to recall you constantly dogging this movie, and no, mm, eh. I don't know. I, I'm not sure if you would like. It. I mean, it is it's it's depressing, but that last, I will give this movie high marks for really getting to me that in that final ten minutes or so of like, wow, that this is no longer a cheap trauma movie. This really feels like I. I I'm really genuinely depressed. This might be the only depre like legitimately depressing trauma movie that I can think of. Uh, they, well, most trauma most go. trauma movies depress the shit out of me, so I don't know what you're talking. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay. Two left. This one, I uh, anti-popular opinion alert, but yeah, I don't really like these movies. Even though they're heralded as some of the best science fiction movies of all time, but the uh, Planet of the Apes, I most of those the original, sure, whatever, oh. pick one. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I just have never been able to get into this series, and no matter how hard I try, but I will give it kudos because the ending is amazing, and that's it. There's not much more to say about that. Yeah. No, that, that, that's actually a really good one. Uh, especially if you're dealing with the, if you're talking about the original one. I am. That snore. That was, yeah. 
But that ending, that was yeah. good. Yep. I wouldn't argue that one. That's that's right. good pick. Um this one here, and this is actually one where I was I just made a quick just quick trip through my Blu-ray collection and this one here popped out. I'm like, you know what? I take away that ending and I probably would not have this would have been a just another in the long list of found footage movies that are okay. And that is 2010's The Last Exorcism. Which I really like, but Oh boy, you take, yeah, take that's a pretty good pick. Yeah. Hey, that you know what else that reminds me of? That um uh, that one with the with the guys were were killers or something, and at the end they came across that cult. You could put that one in that category too. Oh man, kill list. Yeah. Same Oh wow. <laughs> Because that ending was, yeah, the ending of Kill This was that's crazy. What, that's but, what and made it. The last exorcism, it, it was. I think I enjoyed it for what it was the whole way through. I'm like, ah, it's okay. It's it's a found. It's your found footage movie from that time. Like there was so many found footage movies, and then the ending happened, and it made that movie so much better. And I, I immediately loved that movie because of the, the the final two minutes of the movie. I agree. The only thing so. that was weird to me as they made a sequel. Like, how do you do that? How does, how, oh, and it was how, awful. How does it? it was, it was awful. <laughs> awful. I didn't see it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Last one for me, wrapping up this segment. Bad movies with great endings. And this one, it, it was the last one that it came across, but I was like, you know what? That, that one most perfectly encapsulates me and that question. And that is, Escape from L.A. Ooh, I almost put that on my list. <laughs> I, that Most of that movie is a steaming pile. There are a couple... I still like it because I can't help but like that character and, and that world. And I admit that it's bad, but the, the ending of that movie is legit awesome. Where he's basically like, fuck the world. And yeah, yeah. the way he ends it. I, I, it's so... I love that ending and it, it's great. I can't help it. It's great. Last, last one from you. Um, this one, the last one for me is from director Christian Al, uh, Alvart, I believe is how you pronounce his name. And th- this could almost be two movies in one, but uh, I'm going to, because there's both, both of the movies that I'm thinking of, the ending makes the movie, but I'm going to go with the one that is more not good until the very end. And that is 2009's Case 39. With Renee Zellweger, uh, Ian McShane, and uh, Bradley Cooper. Was that a roulette? I kind of feel like it was. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's Catherine Zellweger adopts a girl from Catherine, abusive parents. Wait, wait, Catherine Zellweger? Oh, shit. Uh, Here we go. Oh, boy. It's oh. almost time for okay. re- recently watched, ladies and gentlemen. So, Oh, <laughs> hang on to your shorts. Um. Renee Zellweger uh, adopts a girl, and she turns out to be kind of evil. It's it's your typical cr- evil, crazy child movie. <laughs> but then the very, very end, I'm like, yeah, this is it. It goes there in a in a All good right. way. It, I'm like, that was a that was a very satisfying ending. And you know what? He also directed uh, Pandorum, which I really like. Now. Take away the ending of Pandorum. Would that movie have been as cool? I, well, the, the sci-fi guy movie. Me would still like the bulk of that movie because it's all like on a spaceship in the future and, yeah. and whatnot. But 
I loved that ending though. That was a great ending. Yeah, but I ending. can still think I of like three different endings that I would have been okay with. Okay. I would no, I would accept it for you to put that on that list, but for me, yeah. I nah, I, I personally wouldn't. Now, did you watch Case 39? Do you remember that movie at all? No, I, I haven't watched okay. it. I'm pretty sure that was a roulette. I could be wrong, though. And it's so long. Like, it's it's almost two hours long, and it's Catherine Zellweger, and... Uh, <laughs> Catherine Zellweger again. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> oh, shit! Okay, recently watched! It's alright. Let's, let's get on to recently watched. <laughs> uh, hey, look, I know it's my week to go first, but... Uh, <laughs> Wow. I'm going to let you go first if that's okay, or are you sick of talking? No. I, I've only got a couple of things to talk okay. about. Okay, no, I want to. There's actually one that I'm actually really looking forward to talking about because I'm not sure how many times you've watched it, um, but I gave it a rewatch after my theatrical viewing years ago now, and I, I came away with the same thoughts, and I'm curious what your thoughts are on this, and that is David Fitcher's The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And I know you've seen I know you've seen Fincher's version, correct? I have. Okay, uh, I finished it last night. I, I had to watch it in two different nights. The movie is two hours and forty minutes long. Uh, I actually gave that five out of five stars. I can't find any single thing that was not perfect in that movie. And I kind of remember you thinking that the original version was better. Or I, I, it's it's tough for me when it's a. It's funny games, you know? It's, it's, we got the original funny games from like, what, 97, and then he went back and remade his original movie in American, and it's, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. I have no issues with Fincher's version. It's a very well directed, beautifully shot, very well acted. There's nothing to complain about in that movie. It just so happens that I watched the original one first and kind of fell in love with that. Um, that actor playing that role and the way that that movie all played out and the foreign language making me feel more uncomfortable. And I have no, no mm. complaints against either version. It's just that I happened to watch that one first. And so I kind of prefer that one. I, is that yeah. stupid? I don't know, but no, it is what it is. I, mm. I don't, I don't have any complaints about that Fincher movie whatsoever. Oh, it's so good. And the whole, th- for some reason, th- this viewing of it on Blu-ray, um, I really noticed even more than I did in the theatrical, uh, screening that I did. Trent Reznor's score, which I believe he won an Oscar for, uh, is, it, it, it elevates this movie so much. It's so tense the entire way through. Uh, his score in that movie is phenomenal. Because it's tense the whole way through. Like his music makes almost every minute of the movie tense. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm either uncomfortable or I'm like, oh shit, what, what's next? Because your your music is uncomfortable to me. <laughs> it always uh, is, even if he's just doing nine inch nails, nine inch, uh, yeah, whatever. It, that that's all. Sorry, I'm I'm looking up if he won. I don't know if he won an Oscar or not for that. I he either did that one or the Social Network. One of one of Fincher's movies he won an Oscar for. Really. Look here. Uh, For best score. His, well, his score on the social network was unbelievable. Yeah, and I'm guessing he did it for uh, Gone Girl as well. I don't know. I'm looking. I'm looking here. Yeah. But anyway, I just... I, I 
Uh, he did win a Rooney Mara. Was he won great. an Oscar. They won a Best Original Score Oscar for The Social Network. Hmm. Which I'm planning on giving a rewatch to. And now, now I'm kind of a, a bit on a uh, David Fincher kick because of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Maybe and... you should watch the one that you haven't watched yet. Oh, I know. Do, I, I, I know. I've, I thought about it today. I'm like, you know what? I just finished Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I have to watch Benjamin Button, the only David Fincher movie I have not seen. It's so good. And it, it, it also does that um, Forrest Gumpy thing where it's hard. I can't tell you about the movie because I would just explain the movie to you for three hours. You might as well just watch the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to watch it and I'm. It, it's a marathon runtime. So oh, it's worth it. It's great filmmaking. Yeah, I, and I have it on Blu-ray. Um, it's funny that that I've waited this long because really? my cousin who you're like, well, Eric keeps recommending it to me. I should just not uh, watch it because fuck. It's it. funny because yeah, you were, you recommended it to me, and yet my cousin who hates movies, he was like, I was in the theater and I hated it. My wife was crying through it, and he's like, like it was boring. And so I haven't watched it. And I'm like, wow, that's so not a reason to not watch the movie. <laughs> You're like, all signs that point. Means I'll, that means I'll love yeah, it. All signs point to you loving that movie, but nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so David Finch, and so Girl with a Dragon Tattoo was watched because I watched Alien 3, again, because I watched uh, Alien Covenant. Uh, so Alien 3, real quick. I thought this might be some good, good chat here. I'm not sure if we've talked in depth about Alien 3. On the show, but I'm sure we've come across it at certain points. But go on. Another viewing of this movie. I, boy, I'll tell you what. My score still stands at four out of five stars. I love Alien Three. The even though studio meddling damaged the movie, there's still David Fincher in Alien Three, and you oh, can see it. Loads of his it. filmography. I'm like, it's David Fincher directed. Which cut did uh, you that's watch? That's a good movie. The assembly, the producers' assembly cut on Blu-ray. And it looks great. Uh, some of the effects are very much showing their age, but man, I just, I, everything's dirty and just oppressively bleak. Um, man, that's a good movie. I agree. And, and I know the effects are showing their age, but they didn't look that great at the time. And I was, uh, I just watched a, a more recent making of, and I was surprised to find out that that alien, especially the most dodgy parts of it running around, was not CGI. There's actually only one CGI shot in the entire movie, and that's when the lead is drying and cracking over the skull at the mm. end. Remember that? Yeah. That's the only CGI yeah. shot in the whole movie. The, the rest of it is a puppet on a green screen, and then they composite it into the uh, actual film frame. Wow. But they did a real shitty job of doing that because it looks like ass. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it looks like fake CGI. Yeah, but it's not. It's actually practical. Damn, damn. Well, it's a good movie. It, <laughs> yeah, it is. Nonetheless, I, yeah. I'll tell you what. Though, that that uh, those four movies, Alien, Aliens, Alien Three, and uh, Resurrection, are man. All four of those are such good movies. Because uh, I'll go to bat for Resurrection as well. It's probably the least of those four, but they're all really good movies. Yeah, um, one through three is a great trilogy, and it's it's yeah. just a bummer that it ends so dark. But at the same time, it yeah. makes sense considering the world that they built. It that that's the only way that it can end, in my opinion. 
what's yeah. kind of all happy. Where white picket fence and Ripley and and Hudson and Newt and their new family and everything's a okay. That's that's yeah. not I, really I, aliens. Yeah, I am, and that's that, that's the thing. I'm actually okay that they killed off uh, Newt and and uh, what whatever his name Hicks. is Hicks. I'm I am everybody's up in everybody was up in arms with that, and I'm like, yeah, this fits it. Fits the tone of this movie, which is very oppressive. I'm okay with that. That makes that makes sense. At, but at um, first, I, I was I'm, I was against it too. But upon rewatching it, uh, you know, more than a few times, I was like, I really appreciated what Fincher did because he went against the sequel playbook. The sequel playbook is bigger, badder, repeat what you've already done, and that worked fantastic for Aliens. Yep. But you can't go bigger and badder than what happened in Aliens. What, what, you're gonna fight 10,000 aliens then and it's a war movie? Like, it would just be goofy. So instead, yeah. Fincher, being as brilliant as he, you know, happens to be, goes the other way and kills off the two characters that you just saved in the last one and makes it a survival movie again, which yeah. pisses most general audiences off. But for, you know, in retrospect, well, after watching it a couple times, it's like, Man, that that took guts to do to make that yeah. decision and actually go that way and do that, and I appreciate it. I there's still part of me that wants that movie where <laughs> they all kind of make it out and they have to fight aliens again and it's okay. But at the same time, then we're running around with dragon nude around. Ah, we've done that already. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. But uh, I'll tell you what. Every time I watch Alien Three, I'm like, yeah, nope. Score stands. I still love that movie. I do too. So, there you go. Okay, my turn. Uh, rapid Fire. Uh, we talked about last couple of last week or two, and I sat down and wrote a long written review for the Facebook page. Go read it there. I figured I'd do that instead of uh, trying to do it on the show because I would just blather on for about twenty five minutes about how much I love that movie. Uh, <laughs> I'm very curious to see what you think of it. You honestly, dude, you might not think shit about it. So. Take that with a grain. But I had a ball watching it, and I'm looking forward to watching it again. Uh, Tracy Morgan, Staying Alive. Stand up, and his first one since his uh, accident and coma and what have you, and quite good. I, I That whole story with him being in that accident was very sad to me, and... My heart went out to him, and he managed to pull through it and everything. And so I was really looking forward to him coming around and, and, and re-entering the entertainment world and in whatever yeah. aspect it may be, if it's stand-up or acting or whatever, and he apparently it's going to be stand-up. I The, the stand-up had a lot of heart, and I quite enjoyed it all the way through. I'm, I'm It's not like one of the greatest things I've ever seen, but I think you should give it a watch if you're a Tracy Morgan fan. I laughed all the way through. I liked it. Uh, thumbs up for me. Not much else to say about that. And lastly, this is going to be the last thing for me. I know I, it's early, but I'll let you just review shit for the rest of the evening. Because uh, wow. okay. I've been watching TV show. Okay. Well, don't owe me so hard. I'll tell you what it was. <laughs> and it'll make sense. And, and it'll be good material for the show later on. But I just haven't watched enough of it to review it. Okay. It, my recently watch is bleeding over into my coming soon. Uh, but lastly, uh, yeah, so this week, 
the kid comes home from the babysitter, and uh, about three o'clock in the morning starts throwing up, and about four o'clock in the morning starts throwing up again, and then we're on that uh, upset stomach every twenty minutes schedule of bleh bleh bleh. So he start he's throwing up like crazy. I, screw it. Might as well just stay up and watch a movie. I'll sit up with him on the couch, and there we sat for from 3.45 till about 7.30 in the morning, uh, me and the boy and the bucket. And about every half an hour, hurling, ugh. loads oh, of wow. fun. Anyway, so when you're that tired, and then you have to work for a couple of hours, and then, you know, it's noon, and you don't even know what day it is, you know how it goes. I need to watch something. Everybody else is napping. I'm wide awake. I gotta watch something to just kind of take my mind off of life. Rambo. What? Rambo. Part two? Part two. Who's it? Oh, Who's anything about? Bo- oh, 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 wait, wait. No. No. If you want to know my state of mind, it wasn't Rambo Part One with the great drama and some good action. It wasn't Rambo Part Two that I happen to like, with lots of action and some of that 80s cheese. It sure as shit wasn't Rambo 3, with suddenly we're a comedy, maybe, and the Taliban is our friends. No, it was (laughs) Rambo Part 4, the fucking depressing, we are going to kill the shit out of every living thing and turn it into this horrible, beautiful explosion of gory, pink, mist, cathartic... (laughs) Yes. So, yep. this movie. I know a lot of people love to shit on this movie, but uh, yeah, Rambo Part 4. Ah, wow, what a film. Um, I was very curious how this rewatch would hold up, and I gotta say, man, I still really like this movie. I know it's kind of got its negatives. Okay, it doesn't kind of have its negatives. It really has some negatives. The editing of this movie is for shit. <laughs> really? Yeah, it really is. It it cuts from this scene and these people to that scene and those people and back again, just willy-nilly, whatever. Uh, it's very abrasive in its editing. It, and it's just hard cut here, hard cut there, and it's uh, so awesome to just watch bad guys get their asses kicked. Yeah, this movie is so aggressive in making the it goes overboard in making you want to hate them. It's like, and then and then they all get their come up in so perfect. They do, but at the same time, it's like it's so weird how they're like, hey, isn't it crazy how they're killing poor people? They're killing these poor people. It's crazy, right? Also, they rape boys. They rape children. <laughs> isn't that even crazier? It's, Judas, dude. Now I watch got their it. yeah, yeah. Watch their necks get ripped out and their heads blown yeah, off. Literally, it's fine. Go for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That movie kicked so much ass. It does, and it's still my favorite way to close out the Rambo arc. It's not that I don't want them to make another one, but I keep hearing little whispers that they're going to make another one. I'm like, you know what? It's it's good. I think the arc 
it works very well for what it is. He's returning home. If you really wanted to make a Rambo Part 5, just make it him talking to his, what, 95-year-old dad as a short film for about 15 minutes and say, yeah, dad, I did a bunch of yeah. stuff and it sucked and I didn't contact you and I lived in Thailand and caught yeah. snakes and now I'm here. <laughs> and then oh. dad, like, punching you in the face and saying, hey, dickhead, I thought you were dead for 30 years, but hey, you know... <laughs> I'm glad you're alive. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or heart remake, attack, end yeah. of movie. <laughs> or, or remake it with Shia LaBeouf swinging in the jungle with monkeys and an M60. The end. <laughs> <sighs> oh, it's all good. I'd watch it. Yeah. I'd, I'm like, okay. It's... Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> anyway, uh, Rambo five, uh, four, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> uh, back to you. <laughs> oh, Wow. Wow. So that, yeah, well, that's what I've been up to. Okay. Last um, round for you, and we'll wrap this shit up. Okay. Um, so so let's talk about David Goyer. You know who he is, I would imagine. Oh, for fuck's sake, this DC fan knows who he is, yes. for better or worse. And... Oh, let's let's talk about one of his earlier uh, writing gigs. Oh, this can't be good. And then a directing gig. Let's start oh, with 19... 19- that definitely isn't good. Oh, yeah. We're, oh, here we go. Hang on. 1992's Full Moon Entertainment Demonic Toys, written by David Goyer, directed by some guy. Um, so it's... Uh, have you ever watched Demonic Toys? Have, have you ever heard of it? I've heard of it. I definitely have not watched it. Okay. A uh, bunch of people end up in a warehouse, and uh, this kid who starred in uh, Children of the Corn Part 3 uh, is a demon, and he's trying to be born from a cop lady that is pregnant, and then these toys Chucky. come to light. I got it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's Lauren Chucky. And I enjoyed this quite a bit. Oh boy. Here comes the David Goyer fanboy. Let's go. It's, um, it has everything that I like about one of those early 90s movies where it's like, it's right on the cusp of CGI, but they don't, they don't do CGI yet, but you can tell we're in the grunge era because the lead guy, I'm like, oh, he's got that, he's got that hair, their haircut. The the bowl, the Amishy bowl cut that's kind of grungy but not quite. Oh, we can talk about that cut very yeah. soon and come yes. soon. Of what I'm uh, the TV show that I'm watching, it is chock full of that. Oh, not boy, really? Okay, uh, now I'm interested. Hmm. Um, so yeah, flannel shirts and uh, uh, where do I go from here? Uh, yeah, so Chucky and and um, uh, what's the other full moon? series that was so popular uh, pu- puppet something puppet master, yeah puppet masters mm-hmm. it puppet masters was a success as was child's place so demonic toys in what world was this a success uh, yeah, like direct to video yes yes mm. uh but there, it has everything that i like about these movies there's some nudity there's some cheap gore short run time and it's laughable and david goyer wrote it so i'm like that's kind of funny that he wrote this all right so like, i, I want to know what you watch that he directed yeah so i'm like well i it just kind of spurred my memory i'm like oh you know what he directed this movie from the late 2000s called the unborn have you seen the unborn um i don't no, I feel like this was a remake of an Asian film. 
No, that's The Uninvited, which was a remake of Tale of Two Sisters. I saw that piece of shit, but what yes. about The Unborn? No, The Unborn is its own thing. Okay. Uh, and I've watched it. I've watched it several times, and it's one of those movies where I watch it and I like it, and then I forget about it, and then a couple of years later, it's like ah, that movie. And there is some genuinely great ideas in this movie, and some really good effects. And if they would have just changed things a little bit, and I, I don't, I don't know who was in like who made the final decisions. Was it Goyer or was it the studio? But if they would have made this movie. A little bit more like, let's make this kind of an old school feeling movie instead of a teenage type movie of the time. This could have been a gem. But instead, they have the, our lead actress uh, prancing around in underwear most of the movie, it seems. Uh, Gary Oldman is in it as a rabbi. And again, he's a great actor. He could have been great if things would have been changed. But instead, I'm like, dude, what are you doing in this movie, uh, Idris Alba is in this movie again. What are you doing in this movie? Hey, and when you got to get your start, you start in horror movies. Yeah, and... yeah. Um, but I, the the storyline is about it, it's demons and twins going all the way back to World War Two Germany Nazi. It's so bizarro, and it's like there is a great storyline in this movie that is just trounced on with of the time teen hip dialogue and again walking around in the underwear which I'm not complaining about but it's like come on really it, like every single person in the movie yeah, it's is gorgeous it's what is they gorgeous. call the, the, uh, the male gaze so many films yeah. are, are shot that way the, like the first trans like the first Transformers movie where it's like oh I'm stretching as I check out your engine yes uh, that, that's this of, yeah, that kind yeah, of horseshit. Fact, and you know what? Fact, that that is one hundred percent David Goyer kind of writing, right there. There's there's nothing uh, <laughs> surprising about that. I I was really hoping you were gonna come at me with a review of Blade Trinity, but okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny that you bring up Transformers because uh, the lead in this movie, Odette Annabelle, I believe is her name. She actually looks like yeah. Uh, same exact look, yeah. Yes, and about. the whole way through, I'm like, this is there's a, and, and watching, I'm like, I remember why I enjoy watching this movie, uh, and I also remember why I forget this movie is because it's a forgettable teenage PG thirteen horror light that should have been awesome, a little bit more edgy oriented. This would have been a gem, but um, anyway, I just, I just think it's funny that we went from demonic toys, which was weird early nineties. Kind of cool to the unborn late 2000s, weird, kind of cool, but teeny bockery meh. So <laughs> thank you, David Goyer. But having said that, David Goyer, he is a good writer. I mean, my goodness. Uh, that's huh? going out on a limb there. <laughs> Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Man of Steel. Yeah, but those were all like, there was a lot of uh, extra help other, on those. Yeah, other that, guys. Yeah, there was a lot of um, <laughs> Christopher Nolan and um, his brother. Uh, Jonah Nolan, yeah. I think is his name. Yeah, it was sort of like, as I understand it, he turned in his version, and then the Nolans were like, yeah, thanks for the first run, buddy, but we're going to just kind of make it not generic PG-13 suckage. Uh, 
if you want a fine example of him being untethered, Blade Trinity is him being untethered. There Ooh. you go. I've watched that one time, and oh. that was... Oh. I've watched it multiple times. Like, you know oh, what? Oh, really? Is I'm it... wrong. I, I will enjoy this movie this time. Like, uh, AVP Requiem kind of, yeah. kind of, uh, thing. Go back and rewatch that one. Give it another watch. Cause AVP Requiem, I've come around on. I like that movie, but Dra- Blade Trinity, I watched it Tra- once and I. Trade Blinity? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's her. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, there's a title for the show: Trade Blinity. <laughs> All right, now we're just <laughs> drunk assholes just saying things. Um, uh, any other movies you'd like to review this evening? Um, uh, oh, go for yeah. it. You, you got another one in you. Okay, You're fine. you know what? Here's one that I wanted to uh, to talk to you about because I'm not sure the last time it was that you watched this movie. Uh, but I remember you saw this in the theater when it came out and you told me about it. You're like, dude, you should check out this movie because I, and you were like, I can't say anything about it. Uh, but you should check it out. I always like it when you start a review this way because I can't wait to see what you're going to say next. Okay. Uh, and I remember it vividly because I did, I did watch it then. I'm like, that was so good. And that's 2003's, or is it 2003? Damn. I thought it was earlier than that. Uh, Identity. Oh, nice. I actually considered that one for the list of dodgy movies with great endings. There you go. Yeah. I, I watched it uh, the other day, and it still holds up. It, I love the fact that it's got a lot of, for the time, borderline A-list actors. Ray Liotta, John Cusack, Amanda Peet. There's a lot of good actors, and the director, James uh, Mangold, he's a good director. Uh, that's a good movie, and it still holds up. James that, Mangold directed that? Yeah. Isn't wow. that crazy? He did but The Wolverine, moves. he did Logan, yeah. he did... Uh, the, uh, we've been talking about him a lot lately. Yeah. But it moves at such a lightning-fast pace. I love that. That it's like, it feels like it could be overindulgent, but it's like, nope. It's Ten Little Indians... And boom, here's the twist. The end roll credits. I I loved it. I, and it still holds up so well. But anyway, that's one that you I remember you saw in the theater and you're like, dude, it's not what you're thinking. Because I was I, I'm sure from the trailers I was thinking, oh, here we go. Awesome slasher movie. <laughs> Even I didn't see that ending really coming. That was why I liked it so much. It it surprised me. And that's something that's tricky to do. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Uh, I know that there were people that were, I remember from the, for the time, there were people that were like, oh, cop out ending. Like, no, that was a unique twist on a slasher movie, I think. I completely agree. Yeah. So anyway, it still holds up. I very much enjoyed that movie. I agree. I still like it too. Okay. Let's wrap this up. No. Coming soon. Yeah. Coming soon. Um, Twin Peaks. I have started watching the original, uh, Twin Peaks series. I have never watched them before and I'm about uh, five or six episodes in and about episode three, I was like, okay, now I see why everybody is freaking out about this. Not because I loved it so much, but because this is really fucking weird. And, (laughs) um, I can't believe this was on network television. I really can't. It's so bizarre right out the gate. Have you ever watched the original uh, Twin Peaks? I, I like, watched one episode, but no. 
Okay. It's impossible to explain, but if you're looking for some David Lynch, then go ahead. And he is the voice on the voice box. Now let's talk to the voice box. Hey, everybody, how's it going? It's David Lynch, and now I'm going to tell you the things that you need to know. Huh? Uh, what? Does it, does it make sense? No, no, nothing in this show makes sense whatsoever. <laughs> it's midgets walking around, talking in reverse. and Ooh, oh, I like that. It's bonkers. <laughs> I would say that the first episode was the toughest to get through, and then after that, it's, it's pure David Lynchy. So, uh, bear with the first episode because it's movie length. After that, they're episode length and just, it, I, do I have any idea what's going on? Nope. Every single episode, they introduce a new character that probably was the murderer. <laughs> okay. All right. Yep. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I started watching it because the new, uh, season started on Showtime and everybody's talking about it. And I'm like, you know what? I got to watch this fucking shit. And I got the, Firewalk with me, the movie that was the follow up to the first two seasons. Yeah. I've had that on Laserdisc for 10 years and I just have never watched it because I haven't watched the show. So once I finish with the two seasons of the old show, then I'm going to watch that and then we'll move on to the new Showtime show. Now, even if the show ends up like you personally end up like hating the show, will you still watch everything? I think I will because there's it's not that much material. If you're yeah. if it was like five seasons or shit, I've watched far shittier shows for far more seasons than this. I can hang with old school David Lynch for two seasons, and yeah. this is old school David Lynch. I cannot yeah. believe this shit aired on network TV. I really can't. <laughs> it, it's preposterous. <laughs> Especially back then. Maybe now. I mean, there's a log lady. They're like, she's a log lady. And you're like, what the, what does that fucking mean? And it's a lady that just carries on around a chunk of log. And everybody just kind of is like, huh, that's, that's log lady. Yeah. So anyway, this coffee and the, the pie that I'm having is, is very good in this diner. And you're like, what the fuck? What? Huh? <laughs> and that's the least of the weirdness of this show. I, y- you have to start watching. It's on Netflix. It's going to, you know, it's going to go away as soon as you, yeah. as you start watching it. So you might as well start now. Yeah. Cause I would like to watch all of uh, the first seasons. I did watch Fire Walk with me years ago on VHS. I remember nothing of it other than Kiefer Sutherland, Kiefer Sutherland was in it. And I, I'm like, okay. <laughs> But, that's kind of that's kind of my reaction to the entire show. Okay, it's yeah. Kyle McLaughlin and he's very happy about pie. Yeah, and, and coffee, occasionally. Uh, what's coming soon right. for you? Okay, I am actually uh, my stack of Blu-rays right now consists of eleven twenty-two sixty-three, the uh, Stephen King novel turned into a, a miniseries. I have one more episode to go, hence the reason I have not talked about it uh, yet. I'll get to that next episode, but I'm going to finish that up. Um, Vincent Price's Mask of the Red Death is going to be watched uh, here this week sometime. That's a Roger Corman-directed 1960s movie, which I did like those uh, 60s Edgar Allan Poe uh, movies from him. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um Retro Puppet Master is headed my way from Full Moon Entertainment. You know, there's like 19 puppet 
master movies. Oh, yeah. Right? I'll yeah. have them all. Oh, Damn it. There's a box set of them at yeah. Dollar General you can get for five bucks. Or the Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. Move, buy the Blu-ray. <laughs> some from Germany, from some obscure <laughs> shit for twenty seven ninety nine a piece. But they're high def because that makes them better. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Um, Mill Creek put out a triple feature <laughs> Mill Creek. Um, of uh, three movies, Windchill, Close, uh, Closer, and Perfect Stranger. And Windchill stars, um, uh, oh shit, um, she was in the Tom Cruise movie, uh, the Live, Die, Repeat. Um, yeah. What's her name? Um, is it Rose something? No. Yeah, Sorry, I failed. I, Whatever. Elizabeth something, maybe? Uh, something, yeah. Sweet. But anyway. Uh, awesome. I don't know anything. <laughs> it's $6 brand new, and I'm like, hey, wind chill might be good, because it's her. It's probably not. Probably not. Um, Never even heard of it. Pirates 5 tomorrow night. I have my tickets, so can't wait for that. And last but not my least. My sincerest apologies. Good yep. luck with that. <laughs> and last but not least, I have not... I'm. Being honest here, I have not watched this movie since the theaters. I am going to finally watch the Blu-ray of Twelve Monkeys. Oh, nice. Yeah, I actually, I'm like, you know what? I've been putting this off for way too long. I bought the Blu-ray used for cheap, and I'm like, I need to rewatch this movie. I remember virtually nothing about it. Oh, damn, that uh, is a fantastic movie, dude. Yeah, one time in the theaters back when it was released. You haven't watched it? Nope. Oh, shit. I've watched that movie at least a half a dozen times. Yeah. So, next episode, I'll be talking about 12 Monkeys. I, now, have you watched or heard of the TV show? that Talking to my neighbor about it tonight. And, uh, I, yes, I am aware of the television show. I haven't watched any of it. Um, I, I kind of feel like it was. it's a great movie. I love it. But I, didn't we say all we had to say with that? I, where do you go from there? Um, but... Yeah. I've heard nothing but good reviews for it, so maybe I'm just drunk idiot. I don't know. <laughs> is it on, it's, I don't is think it on so. Netflix? If it, if it were, I would have watched it by oh. now. I think it's on Hulu and, and whatnot, but... I mean, we'll see. I've put it on the stack of TV shows, whatever. I, I It wasn't high on my list because, I, I like I said, I, I, I love the movie, but I thought that we had kind of finished that story. We'll see. Yeah. I, I literally remember nothing of the movie other than the, uh, going back to those great endings. It, that movie has a great ending and I, I vaguely remember what it is, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to rewatching that. I've only one. seen that once. Yeah. And I remember the audience, the audience I saw it with hated it. And not the people, not the people I watched it with, but the entire crowd, like there were people that were, that were, pissed off at that movie when it ended. Yeah, I remember, I, and I remember someone yelled, that movie sucked. And I'm like, wow, that was obnoxious. I'm like, but I, I remember so little of that movie, and I feel like it's one that I, I'm going to probably rewatch and be like, that was great. We'll see. Uh, it, it is great. Okay, let's wrap up this episode. We're done. Yeah. I'm done. You're done. Yeah, it's it's Jack Sparrow parts one and two right here. We're blithering rum-induced what idiots. What does that... Oh, we're drunk. Sure. It's Jack Sparrow's drunk. Yeah, or, okay. Nah, all right, sure. That didn't work. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, let's end on that, I guess. Uh, yeah, um. it doesn't work, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I cannot wait to hear your 
review of the new Pirates movie. I have zero interest. Ah, but he's Jack Sparrow and he drinks rum and jumps off a ship that are exploding. And there's mermaids and he's like, oi, I'm weird and shit. Yeah, but the skeleton sharks look good. Uh, No, we're done. We have to end. (laughs) Because they don't. Okay, that's going to be it. (laughs) All right, right. until next time. See See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.